What up, what up, what up? Young Wayne. John Wayne. Ah, oh, man. Welcome yeah. back, people, to your daily whatever I don't care podcast, giving you the straight up common sense that you deserve, not just what you need. Yeah, not that bullshit like those other podcasts. Yeah. We're going to talk about the shit that you don't want to hear, but you don't hear it today. But what you really need to hear, that what's good for your soul. Yeah, that fire. Man, so what uh, what topics do we have today? Uh, we got politics, we got sports, and we got social media. Ah, uh, let's uh, let's let's start with social media. Social media, it's cuffing season, y'all. It's the spring, baby making time. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you, young wavy. I think I might have three or four already on the way. Boy, I'm in a. I'm just trying to tell my fellas out here, keep it wrapped up. If you're not going to take care of the baby, don't even do it. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Stay safe out here, people. STDs are for real, man. I'm not going to lie. But who cares about STDs, though? You know what I'm saying? Like I have been raw dogging. <laughs> oh, my God. See, kids, this is what you don't need to do. Don't look up to John Wayne when it comes to sex. Look up to John Wayne when it comes to music. I mean, that is what I'm known for, you know. Mixtape dropping very soon. Singles oh, yeah. dropping March 28th. Had to get the little shameless plug. I'm sorry, I know. Hey, always plug. Get yourself out there, bro. But in all serious note, it is uh, it is cuffing season. And a lot of these females and a lot of these guys, it's like they're they're so anxious to be with somebody that they really don't belong with. Yeah, everybody wants just the title nowadays. They want to be in somebody's bio. Uh, that's trash, ain't it? Like I'm everybody trying to be wants- in somebody's somebody's family, you know? Oh yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to be in somebody's guts. Now I'm just playing, but I really <laughs> just want to be in somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be a man crush Monday or a woman crush Wednesday. Why not be a everyday thing? I mean, they say it's every day after what two weeks. Then it's woman crush every day, every week. Uh, bullshit. And ladies, 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 stop talking shit about us. If you just want a boy, if you want a boyfriend, don't talk shit about men one week and then want to be with one the next week. Let's just let's just make it clear what you want. I mean, well, this is this is my thing. I feel like how can you, you know, we're artists, we're entertainers. You can't expect loyalty from us. Yeah, I mean. A lot of people in this industry don't want to admit that their infidelity is all too common. It's like <gasps> breathing. I mean, shit. If, if, okay, so if I'm going on a tour around the southern states and my girlfriend lives in New York, you think I'm not going to fuck something? See, I know you, John Wayne. And I know John Wayne's going to fuck something. But that's <laughs> not what we're trying to tell people, man. Hey. We're trying to get we we're not we're not trying to be on that cheating shit no more. It's time to, it's time to step the game up, mature. I, level I, up. I I understand that. Trust and believe me, Wavy. I feel all of that. But I'm saying, man, we got to be realistic. It like, bro, we're we're early twenties, dog. Like, you think we're out here just you feel me marrying females? No. Although, shout out to everybody who is getting married. Y'all are yeah. y'all are wonderful. The happy homes. Not many of those these days. It's a problem in our community, especially our community, the black community. 
Well, I mean, the black community is everybody's community, obviously. True, yeah, because without black culture, there would be no culture. At all. Speaking of that, man. And that's not trying to take a shot at white people. It's not. It's not trying to take a shot at any other race because we love all people. We just want it to be known that without black people or even a lot of even other color of people, people of color, I might say, this country would just be very, I would say, unseasoned. I like the way you put that. And perfect segue, because Black History Month, as we know, is February, which, you know, happens to be the shortest month. But that's because of Frederick Douglass's birthday. However, I want to ask you this. What what's something about black culture that really inspires you? I'm inspired by our women, to be honest. Mm-hmm. My our women give give me hope. I like because that. we as black men, yes, we have it tough. We do, we do. But the hardest person in this country to be is a black woman. Facts, facts. Nobody, nobody is rooting for the black woman at all. Nobody has, and nobody. I'm not gonna say nobody ever will because I'm rooting for the black woman. But society has started to root for the black woman. Not even a lot of people in our own culture root for the black woman. I mean, I, I feel like I, I definitely agree with that 110%. Because look at the characterization of the black woman in media and the way they're portrayed as just sex objects or extremely angry or ratchet, for lack of a better word. It's all ignorant, man. Black women are actually some of the smartest women in the country. Man. They forget about NASA. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, it's it's incredible to think how much a black woman impacts everybody's day-to-day lives. Because ding, 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 ding. That's the buzzer for the social media aspect of this podcast. Now that we were talking about race, we're going to move this into politics and speak on what I like to call the racism effect. It's a hypothesis that I've come up with over the years, dealing with a lot of people of many races that are racist. And what I've noticed that you can take the mindset of a racist and put it into any situation that you might have a bias for anything, and it'll show you the way that you really need to start understanding people. When I say the racist effect, I mean the racist effect will help you understand how to understand somebody from a different point of view of your life or your way of thinking. Could you give us an example, young lady? All right. So let's say... Like, you like animals, right? You I have do. A, you have a dog. Mm-hmm. You, you love your dog. Can we give the dog a name? Can we, can, can we give him a name? Sam. You love Sam. How ironic. <laughs> <laughs> you love Sam. But yet at the same time, I see you advocating that you love beef. <laughs> but then I see you advocating that you fucking hate the way the animals are treated. You hate the way the animals are treated in the in the livestock industry. Matter of fact, take away the whole Sam analogy. I'm just gonna take it straight to the whole be the PETA thing about it. A lot of people hate the way that you know some animals do get fucked up before they're they're killed. Yes, but a lot of people condone the fact that animals are killed. They they are okay with that that they're you know an animal is supposed to die, but yet you're in an uproar. If I just, let's, let's say you see a video of somebody punching it in the head before they, they killed it. <laughs> now, now I'm not saying that it's okay to just abuse <laughs> animals. No, I never will say that. 
But I'm saying we need to come to terms on what we really what we really mean when we say that you know we care for animals. You cannot condone death, but then be upset with how someone is how an animal is killed. Just like with race. You cannot say like the Trayvon Martin. That's a perfect example, exactly. Trayvon Martin. A lot of people in that situation say, well, I don't know the facts, but I do know he should have died. Mm. What sense does that make? Mm. The racism effect. It's, it's all ignorant. If you don't understand the facts and you don't know the spectrum of what's going on, how can you justify a death? And for anybody that's feeling some type of way about this topic right now, you know what that says? You're a racist. <laughs> and you're not, you're not, you, you're not, a, I'm not saying you're in the KKK. I'm just saying you're a racist and you don't know it. I feel like the main thing is that everybody, and you know, this might be a little controversial, but everybody has racist tendencies. Because oh, yeah. I've been in the car with people who are, extremely who believe themselves to be not racist at all and they get cut off by someone of hispanic descent and they'll say fucking mexicans that's racist that that pushes forward an agenda that latinos cannot drive which in my experience i live in texas you know in my experience that isn't the case but nonetheless people believe that you know right 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 and like I just wish like more people would understand that like what you say really does say a lot about you. Like how you how you inter- how you deal with situations says a lot more about the person that you are than the situation itself. Like if every time you speak on Black Lives Matter or you hear anything that's like that's like so uplifting of another culture and then you're just like white people aren't racist. This isn't race. I'm not racist. If you're not racist, shut the fuck up. Yeah that you're not racist and on top of that am I the only one that notices this why is it that a lot of people are offended and get angered when someone says black lives matter why would that why is that anger like it's it's insane to me because they feel like someone's attacking them when they're not being attacked Uh, my whole thing is we understand all lives matter we're not saying that they don't matter we're saying black lives matter because it seems as if people have forgotten that. Just like people say, you wouldn't go into a hospital for chemotherapy, for, for uh, leukemia, and you wouldn't go in there and say, all cancers matter. Exactly. Like, exactly. What do you look like? You look dumb. <laughs> it's It's just, you know, the way that some Americans think, not all, and actually the majority of Americans are, really progressive thinking and really accepting it's just that 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 percentage that's just so ignorant and so stuck in their ways yeah yeah because you know not everyone is a racist not not every everyone has racist tendencies but we cannot hold white people to the to the standard that we hold the the ones we hate, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't hate mm-hmm. anybody, but I'm just saying the ones that we that are racist. We can't compare them to them. I'm not the motherfucker that's at Kroger that just ring me out. I'm not saying they're a KKK member. Just <laughs> they're white. 
uh, well, I mean, his name was Jebediah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a robe, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. What you think about uh what do you think about the playoffs? There it's coming soon. I mean, we already know what's gonna happen. The Warriors and the Rockets gonna go into the Western Conference Finals. The Warriors are gonna win. I'm gonna say they're gonna win in at most six games. I believe six is that's that's probably about right. James Harden knows MVP. My goodness. Oh yeah. And did you see what Anthony Davis did? Did you see what Anthony Davis did the other night? 53 fucking points. What was it? 17 rebounds? 16 rebounds? Something like that? Five yeah. blocks? 80 snapped. And you know where he went to school? Big Blue Nation! Just had to play that. What's so crazy is, while you're actually on that, he played against the Phoenix Suns, and Devin Booker had 40 points that game as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Greatest school for basketball. If I must well, say. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm Coach not gonna Cal. say for winning. I'm just gonna say for for basketball. Shout out, Coach Cal, and and you know everybody that's gonna speak on this FBI probe. Please shut up, because yeah. Cal isn't paying anybody. He doesn't need to. You'll pay yourself if you do what you, if you do what he says. Exactly. He's gonna get you to the league regardless. So what does he need to pay people extra money for? You're already gonna get the best Nike shoes. You're gonna get all the buns you want on campus. <laughs> You're gonna meet Drake, and who doesn't want to meet Drake? I mean, especially after that God's plan. While we're on that subject, hold on. Just let me take a moment to say this. Shout out to Drake. That God's plan video is one of the yeah. most inspirational things I've seen in a long time, and I commend him for doing that. His team for putting that together. All of y'all are wonderful people for that. But what the fuck did he say? Don't tell the label for. They already yeah, know. I, I, I guess that was like a joke. I, I'm not sure. You know, he had to make a, a like funny a plan. To be honest, I feel like I mean it's a good thing what he did, but I just feel like that was the plan from the whole. I mean, well, did you hear he called Rosenberg? And uh, when he called Rosenberg, he was like very angry, and Rosenberg said that uh, he believed that you know Drake was really passionate about that, and that that was it was really real. I respect that because you know Drake does. He does care for the people. He does. Drake's actually, honestly, he's n- probably the most influential artist of the past decade. And yeah. he's still growing as a person. That's what I love to see. He's not complacent. You can thank me now. Hey. Where will we be? Where will we be? Will we be? <laughs> man. Uh, Nigga, we made it. I don't know, man. Drake, He's he's done so much for the culture over the past seven, eight years. You know, shout out to him. The whole wide Aubrey's out there. Yeah, you know exactly. Exactly. Aubrey, we're appreciative to have you. Y'all the shit. But back to what we were talking about. Honestly, I forgot what we were talking about. So what we're going to do now is just talk about guns in schools. Ah, oh, man. What a touchy subject. Like, like me and you spoke on, you know, a few days ago. I believe that everyone should have their Second Amendment right. You know what I'm saying? Everyone should have mm-hmm. that. But I believe at most, with all, you know, once they add more background checks and everything, someone should be at least able to own three guns of three different types. One should be a handgun, one should be a standard hunting rifle, and one should be a standard shotgun that's just for protection. 
there shouldn't be AR-15s. That's yes, you know, that, not, and I hate when people say it's not an automatic rifle. Have you ever seen a fucking bump stock? <laughs> have you? No, I'm, I'm like dead serious. Have you ever watched a video of a bump stock? Yeah, it's an it, it's an automatic rifle. And they're like, oh, it's not it's not automatic. <clears throat> he doesn't even have to click the trigger. What did you see that meme? Uh, it was of a. Uh... Mr. Crocker, and they said, "Imagine if this motherfucker had a gun." Boy, he's gonna tag motherfucker. What's so crazy to me, though, about this whole situation? And first and foremost, you know, sympathy and my hearts go out to the victims in Parkland. But yeah, the well, fact- moment of silence for them. Moment of silence for them, real quick. And we're back. the fact that Donald Trump, President Trump, said. I'd run in there unarmed. I mean, come on. To all man. those that are going to listen to this podcast now and in the future, who the fuck believes that? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of y'all motherfuckers really believe Donald Trump of all people? If a motherfucker that was trained didn't run in there, what is Donald Trump going to do? Can he even run? Like, yeah. that's the real question. Like, he would have used kids as fucking protection. There's no, there's no way President Trump would have got his ass in there. And I mean, you know, he says things because, well, actually, let me say this. Did you hear what the young lady who was a victim, did you hear what he said to her? She said that the first thing this man said in a phone call was not, I'm so sorry this happened, or uh, we're here for you, we're praying for you. It's, I heard you were a fan of mine. Yeah, yeah, I heard wow. about that. That was crazy. Wow. That says a lot about the president. I mean, his just character, you know, it's it's like, like I mean, you can, it's one thing like I, I really don't um I do view politics as a main a factor of why um I vote for people, but I fuck with I have to fuck with you as a person first. Mm-hmm. For sure. You can't be sitting there calling people fucking rapists and shit and then be like hey I like all people no I, I can't fuck with that you can't say you would grab a woman by her pussy and I got little sisters and I have women in my family I, I respect women too much to to entertain somebody like that and what's so what's so just you know I don't think Donald Trump honestly is a bad person he's just so unaware of the things that come out of his mouth and you don't need somebody like that to lead your country you know Exactly, but I will commend him on this. He did say uh, in his most recent press conference that North Korea wants to have talks, and I would definitely be willing for that because the the loss of life we could have dealing with those guys would be. Do you realize that Kim Jong Un wasn't fucking playing with him no more? Yeah, yeah. all them Twitter games is not. That's not jokes to him. <laughs> <laughs> That motherfucker is one of the most easily offended people I've ever seen. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's not playing with Trump. You 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 want to fuck with somebody who don't even care about killing his people openly? I mean, the fact that they put those his own people, his own citizens through a famine. Come on, man. They do not care about anybody. Now, nah, loss of life means nothing. Means they literally kill as many nothing. People, as they have to. And I don't fuck with people. And I don't fuck with people who can control their own population. I mean, it's it's really sick what's going on over there when you really look into the bigger spectrum of things. It's just like, wow, these guys are, are literally crazy. 
Yeah. They have no regard for human life. Shout out LeBron I... for that dunk. <laughs> Mark Howard. With no regard for human life. Uh, LeBron's killed a couple people on the court. Let's be real. LeBron's killed a couple people in real life. With, not by him personally. I mean, y'all got to remember. To make $100 million, like, you have to kill at least two people. Like, think about how many people Oprah's killed. Well, how many have you killed? We don't speak on that. Well. I got one. Uh, hey. <laughs> I got one. You're, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. You know what happened that time out in Kentucky? But I've said too much. So uh, let's segue. How about the Colts this year? How do you think they're going to Watch be? your fucking mouth, man, because I know where you're trying to go with this. <laughs> what do you, how do you think they're going to do this year? See, this is a sensitive subject that a lot of people may not know for me because I'm a, I'm a Colts fan. A diehard Colts fan. Please put that in there. I, I will. I bleed blue. I don't give a fuck, even though I run. Oh, only man. certain people will know what I just said. Yeah, real right, but only only a few of y'all would understand what I just said in that statement. My my thing but is, but this is tough for me. This is tough for me because my quarterback is going through some things mentally, physically, some and emotionally. He's he was out there pissing blood, y'all. The man is scared for his life. The night Shout out Ryan the Griggs. Is, they're trying to kill him. Shout out Ryan Griggs. And, uh, he's a, a very swell individual. He's really just, I really think he's done wonders for Andrew Luck's career. Man. Fuck Ryan Griggs. <laughs> Ryan he brought Griggs. in, uh, I mean, why, why are you so angry? He brought in Andre Johnson, brought in Frank Gore. You know, yeah, he brought in everybody. He brought in everybody that was like four years past their prime. Hey, except for, except for Frank Gore, because he gonna always put up a thousand mean English yards. A thousand mean English yards. Yeah, <laughs> like, he'll like he'll get like two hundred yards in one game, and you're like zero and thirteen. I mean, this is my thing. You know, I, I don't understand. Like Josh McDaniels left for a reason, and it had a lot to do with New England. But there were some right, things going on. Nah, shut your mouth. He was just a pussy. Ah, uh, let's not say That's that. That's just the Colts fan me talking, man. And any of y'all Steeler fans, Patriots fans out there, or Jacksonville Jaguars, Titans fans, fuck y'all too. There's Jaguar fans. Oh, uh, he's shite. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't know. I... Oh, word of the day, shite. Inform people that are not from the south what that means. John. Well, shite means. Basically, grime or dirty or you know petty, something like that. We're from. I'm from Nashville. That's a word that we use. Shout out to Nashville. Shout out to the Titans. You know, Inglewood, '80s gang forever. I love all of y'all. Shout out Bristoff, Lil Ruski, the whole clip. But we're from we're from Tennessee. And so, in Tennessee, we say shyst. You may also occasionally hear us say flodging. And if you don't know what flodging means, that really just means a fib, a lie, something like that. Yes. But back to these struggling Colts. Um, <laughs> I feel like... I feel like... 
they're going through a you know a, a rough breakup. Uh, they're trying to find themselves. They're trying to find themselves after Ryan Griggs, <sighs> and it's not going too well. Man, not going too well like, at all. It's like it's like when you break up with somebody, and then you go try to get some booty, but you nut real quick. I mean, that's but you know, have you ever been? I feel like this. This is their breakup. They're trying to get off, but they keep crying the whole time during the sex. So it's like it's ruining the whole moment. And it's like it's like whenever they they finally get like comfortable in their relationship, their new relationship, they remember how like good it used to be, and then they get depressed. Man, and it's (laughs) a revolving circle, you know. It's like my God, this is just what's going on in Indianapolis right now. It's incredible because the Pacers, who everybody thought was going to have a down year, are actually doing great. And the Colts, who everybody thought was going to have an up year, are actually doing terrible. It's Yeah, they said they were going to win the Super Bowl, and then they deflate games. And that deflated everything they had going in the organization. Yeah, that really killed the, the Colts. That's what it was. I mean, because the Patriots and the NFL, you can't come out with allegations that strong and then get the most important player in the league suspended. Yeah, you come on. Come on. And it would have been different. Like, I mean, I mean, if, can the score really say those balls were the 45 to I 7? Mean, <laughs> I have to give it to my team, man. They do uh, fall short. And you know what's so crazy <laughs> is for those balls to be deflated, Pauls, it was. They were running the fucking ball. That's what's so crazy. Like, LeGarrette yeah. Blunt had three touchdowns that game. But they say it's easier to uh, not fumble with a Oh, get the ball. fuck out. Oh. He wasn't fumbling. Because you can grip it. He wasn't fumbling with a goddamn basketball in his hand, nigga. He, it, was, it was over. Yeah. I mean, the Colts I'm – I'm, the Colts have not been on the best receiving end of this Patriots relationship, you know? <laughs> tell, tell me more about that, please. I mean, it. I've seen a lot of games like when they fucking lost to the Patriots, like in '04, something like that, when they first started this little run. And the like, and it was cold out, man. I was, I knew, I knew they were gonna fucking lose. The fucking Colts doomed themselves from the jump by building a RCA dome. You do not play inside in a fucking state that has the most unpredictable weather. That you have to play outside. Exactly, because they if 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 Peyton Manning would have gotten used to playing outside. He'd be the greatest fucking quarterback of all time. And that's what ruined him is that he got so used to being in an air-conditioned environment that when he had to go out and it's, you know, negative whatever, that he's not good. He never started wearing sleeves until he went to Denver. And even then, even then in Denver, his arm strength was really gone. Was really gone, and, and and even the and the and the air was thinner, so it should have been throwing farther. That that's that's true. That's but Tom, but Peyton Manning. Whenever I've noticed, like growing up, even when he lived in like in here in Indianapolis, he when he throws the ball, it just looks like it's not going to go anywhere. But then it goes like forty or fifty yards. But he never, he's never had any zip on his throws. You know, like no, with Cam Newton, no. you see a lot of velocity, and you you hear that that when Cam throws it, when Peyton throws it, it just kind of wobbles in the air. Yeah, Cam Newton's going to break your goddamn finger. He's actually probably, you know, he's not better than Tom Brady, obviously. But Cam Newton, talent-wise, is 
He could be the best. Yes. Ever. Yes. He's what, 6'6? Six, six? Like, there should be no quarterback ever better than 6'6, six, six, 250? He's LeBron size, damn near, at quarterback. Then, uh, did you see that video of him and Clay Matthews? Clay Matthews was like, it's that wheel route, it's that wheel route. He said, he said, you been watching film, huh? Yeah. Watch <laughs> Threw a touchdown. Incredible. That's one of my favorite moments. Who's the best player in the in the NFL? Ah. Well, you got to take Tom Brady that's out of harder, it. That's harder to say than the NBA. You, you got to take Tom Brady out of it because Tom Brady's an ageless wonder. I'd honestly probably say Antonio Brown. Probably, yeah. He he's the most consistent player. Every time team. you look at him, he's got about seven catches, one hundred and fifty. Every time, and it's like, and when you look at Antonio Brown, you don't see like, uh, I don't see an athlete to be honest. Like I, I look at him and I thought he was like an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I fucks with niggas who go out there and they like put their own flair on things. You know what I'm saying? Like he's different, and he's not only that, but he's one of those guys. Him, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady. In primetime games, the lights are on. Those guys come to perform. And I love that. Because they're built for that. Who's the best player in the NBA right now? Ooh, I'm going to say not a lot of people are going to agree with this, but you are, Clay Thompson. I definitely believe so. Clay is, he's, he's so good. So he's, the most, he's the most important player. In the most important. This man scored 60 points in three quarters, and he scored 37 points in one quarter. I don't want to hear anything else. Exactly. Like, that's... Nothing to talk about. There's nothing like... And can we just give a shout-out to the Warriors for, you know, believing in the draft process? Not only that, the Warriors have possibly the best jersey collection in the NBA. Like... Yeah, if their fucking colors weren't so weird. I mean that that they just had a they had a jersey that says the bay. They've got one that says the town. They've got the Chinese New Year. It's the Warriors probably have like the best. I mean, right now we're in a golden age of basketball in California, and the Lakers aren't even at their full potential yet. So they will be will very be. So, very soon. Because y'all heard it here second because Lavar said it first, but. Lonzo's the truth, and Jello and Melo are going to be in the league. That's and it. when they're going to when when they play for the Lakers, because they will play for the Lakers, and when they do, I don't want to hear everybody say, "Oh, Lavar is this and Lavar is that." Lavar is a genius, is what he is. But this is my thing. Like, if I'm the Lakers, you have to at least hear. You have to listen to some of this. You know what I'm saying? You have to take into consideration that the last time these boys did play together, albeit that it was in high school, they went under-fucking-defeated and they won a state championship. I mean, I'm not saying they could do that in the NBA. I'm not saying they can, but I'm saying you have to realize their chemistry is out of this world. I mean, they're brothers. They've been playing together their whole lives, and on top of that, LaMelo Ball is... He's got potential that... He's going to be MVP one day. He's got that type of potential. Like, he's he's out there against grown men dropping buckets. Yeah. And it's not and, – and you can't say, oh, he, he was only doing this in high school. He he went overseas and he's playing against – Against men. NBA talent. Like, I don't give a fuck about where he's playing at. NBA-level talent is playing in that league. And yeah. he's going out Anybody there and doing over it. There, 
anybody that can go over there is going to the league. He could go to the league. I like not everybody that he was playing against the Chino Hills, not even like one percent of them was going I mean, to even uh even oh, you know, oh might be NBA talent, but he's not there right now. A guy that the that was his that was Lamelo's teammate. And so now he's playing against guys who have been in the league. Like, no. Uh against the best team. How do you feel about how do you feel about Sharif O'Neal coming to UCLA? Uh, you know, I'll just be honest with you. I think the NCAA is like I think this next class, Sharif, Zion, all of those, that's probably gonna be the last class of the yeah. NCAA as this we know it right now. Because this is the last golden era of high school and college. Yeah, they're the NCAA is they're they're going through so much shit. I don't know, man. I, I mean, that's another thing, and you know this me being uh I was had the possibility of being a D one athlete. I didn't want to, you know, I, I wanted to run in college, but at the same time, when I'm, I look back at it, it's like, I was going to be a slave, dude. Like, I couldn't have gotten a job. My parents couldn't have sent me money. It, it's, it's so many rules and regulations that prohibit I'd be, you. I'd be destroying my body to go to do that, to go to class, and not get shit. And what was going to be the end payoff? You know, you say you were a college athlete. And it's not a whole lot of, you know. And, you, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to say I was going to the Olympics. That's really the only reason to still be in track. And honestly, anybody who listens to this that is a college athlete, that's not me saying, you know, fuck what you're doing because I I commend you for doing that. And hell, that's yeah. I respect that. But at the same time, I know for me, and like you just said, for you, that's not something I'm interested in. Just because if I'm not getting paid out of that. You know, that there's a problem to me. You're yeah. making money off my likeness and off what I'm doing out here on this field court track, and I'm getting yeah. nothing out of it. Something's not adding up, and it's your check. <laughs> Man, I'm saying that shit is you got, ridiculous. You got, you got even teachers that won't even show up every day because they know they're going to get paid anyway, but you won't pay the... the basketball players, all the athletes that, that show up to practice because they have That are to. building these facilities for you. They're putting asses in seats. And yeah, I mean, you remember, I'll never forget uh, when we were going to Western Kentucky, uh, we, there was a football game and Briss and Ruski, they, uh, they had bought some tickets. The tickets were like 30 fucking dollars. And you know, as good as I know, that WKU stadium is very small. And so yeah. that shit was filled up. It's no, it's no, uh, it's not the swamp. <laughs> that shit was filled out, sold out. And it's like nobody on this field playing other. Well, yeah, nobody playing is getting paid. The only people getting paid are the coaches. How is that even fair? And they're getting paid millions, millions of dollars. It, it's, it's really, really ass backwards and really ignorant. Yeah, it really is, man. And so I'm going to, you know, now that we're about to wrap up the the podcast, the last thing we're going to speak about is, of course, the elephant in the room, Black Panther. Oh, man. Wonderful, 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 wonderful movie. A plus. If, if I had to grade it, yeah, A plus, A plus. 
I have yet to see that movie, but yet I know all the spoilers of it, and me being a huge comic book fan that I am, I'm happy to see that a character that is so prominent, that's been prominent in the in for years in the comics, it's not like he's like a secondary character. He's been he's been in like the Infinity War storyline in the comic books. He had the he fought Thanos with the gauntlet. He's such a crew. He's been an Avenger for so many years that it's kind of disrespectful that he wasn't included from the jump. And people are like, "Well, you, they got to write him in and everything." But if you can write Iron Man in, you can write Black Panther. In. If you can write Black Widow in, you can write Black Panther. And you know, I'm I'm not I'm just saying like. It shouldn't be like a big thing that they're just now. Like it's been ten years of this, and they're just now in that. Uh, I definitely feel what you're saying. Uh, what what makes me so proud is that it feels like this is just the start of something much, much, much bigger. I think this Black Panther franchise is going to really take <laughs> off. It's because there. I've I've heard rumors that they're saying that you know. The Black Panther character is going to take the mantle of, uh, of of the role that Iron Man had in the beginning of all this for the next phase of Marvel's development. That'll be lovely, actually. That'll be wonderful. And they said that, uh, of course, uh, shout out to Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, if you don't know. But his character in Spider-Man Homecoming, if you did not know this already, is the uncle of Miles Morales. And Miles Morales is, as many people know, the Black Spider-Man. Not the Black Spider-Man suit, but the African-American Spider-Man. Uh, and he possibly has one of the coolest Spider-Man suits I've ever seen. So my my question is, do you believe that they're going to make a movie about Miles Morales? Yeah, Kevin Feige already, uh, uh, what's it called, um, confirmed that he's going to be a part of it. He was even mentioned in uh, Spider-Man. Well, he wasn't mentioned by name, but that uh, Childish Gambino was like, "Hey man, I got a, I have a nephew in these uh, living here, man. I don't want him to be all around this crime." Do you think, even though his character was a thief? Do you think? Uh, who do you think is gonna play Miles Morales? Uh, a lot of people want the I don't know his name, but the young man from uh, Stranger Things. They want him to play him. You know who I want to play him? Jaden Smith. But you know who I really want to, want him to play? Who? Him? Young Wave. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out Young Wavy for Miles Morales. Hey, if Donald, if it's Donald for Spider-Man, Wavy for Morales. Fuck it. Yes. Fuck it. But And John Wayne for John John Wayne for Rhino. Yeah, hey, hey. John Wayne is Venom. But now that's Tom Hardy. Thank you guys for tuning in. And this has been your daily dose of common sense from John Wayne and Young Wavy. Whatever, I don't care. Peace out, y'all.